This is Off the Record, the weekly KOTO public affairs show that offers you, the listener, an opportunity to hear in-depth conversations on community topics and issues that matter. As always, you are encouraged to join the conversation by calling 728-4333. Now here's your host. Good evening, KOTO listeners. This is Julia Caulfield from the KOTO News team. I am the host for... This off-the-record program this evening, we are talking about detachment and annexation of the town of Rico into the Telluride School District, or the possibility of that happening. I am joined in studio by Sarah Lyons and Madeline Tangway, who are both members of the, it's long, make sure I have it correct, Rico School Organization Planning Committee, and then also John Pandolfo, who is the superintendent of the Telluride School District, also on that committee as well. Thank you all so much for being here this evening and, and talking about this with us. Thank, Thank you. you um, so starting off, actually, before I get there, this is a call-in program. Um, if you are listening and have any questions or comments about the issue, please give us a call, 970-728-4333, and we'll get those questions and comments on the air. Um, but starting off kind of with the big question, kind of in the weeds, detachment and annexation, We'll probably be hearing those words a decent amount throughout the hour. Can you just explain what does that mean? Like, what are we talking about big picture? I can take that. This is Madeline. So detachment simply means when a home or property or land is removed from a school district. In this case, we're talking about Dolores County School District. Um, that is detachment when that property, land, and homes are added to, in this case, Telluride School District, potentially that is annexation. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, kind of continuing on this line, this is um, a conversation about potentially bringing the town of Rico into the Telluride School District. It's currently in the Dolores School District. Where did this conversation start? Like, why are we having this conversation right now? What's going on? Um, This is Sarah, and um, I'm going to answer that question. We don't have a school that is close enough that our kids can easily attend it. Um, We belong to, actually, Dolores County School District, which... Um, Historically, a lot of kids went to the town of Dolores for school from Rico, um, but the school district we actually belong to as Rico residents is in Dolores County, and that is in Dove Creek. So on the highway, if you were to drive there, it is 74 miles. So that's a pretty long ride in the morning, going to school, coming back as a child, an adult, anybody. So it's kind of... uh, we need a school. Um, there was a school in Rico that closed because of low enrollment. You know, it only went through the eighth grade. And a lot of people didn't even send their older kids past. You know, there was a preschool that was really nice. Um, but once their kids started to get into the higher ages where they wanted to play sports and be involved in other things, they started to come over to Telluride, and um, so that's when the school closed in Rico, and has been closed since 2017, so um, we we need a school. Um, there's there's not very many kids in Rico, but that number's growing. Um, we just had a little baby born a few weeks ago in the middle of a snowstorm. I had to go down to Cortez. That's our newest Rico child, but... Uh, yeah, we don't have a school other, and you know, Telluride's a great school, and it's so close. So we we would really like to be a part of this. Well, and and Sarah, you can probably speak to this, John. Obviously, you can as well. A lot of the students, young children who live in Rico, are already going to Telluride School District. They're they're coming to town for for school. Can you explain a little bit about how that happens and why that happens? I think one of the big things is many of the RICO parents work here in Telluride, so we're already commuting here. Um, Imagine that you, as a parent, were working in Telluride and your 
child was in school in Dove Creek, and they got sick. And you get the phone call, and it's going to take you from Telluride almost two hours to get to them and then drive back to Rico. Um, you know, I just, I can't even imagine that. So I think the practicality of working parents in Telluride, having their children in school in the same town is really important. Um, and that's that's the bulk of the parents that I am in contact with in Rico do work here and also... Um, you know, Telluride's a lot like Rico, you know, we're kind of at the same elevation, we're kind of interested in the same things, it's kind of the reason we all live in these mountain areas that aren't the easiest to live in, but our kids all kind of have a commonality with other kids in Telluride. Um, also, they like to ski, they like to uh, ride their mountain bike in the summer, and it's just, you know, it's it's kind of where they feel like they belong, and my kids are... Definitely mountain kids, like all the kids in Telluride, so. Yeah, I mean, I think that anybody listening would, obviously Rico is its own community, as Telluride is, but it's so, con both communities are so interconnected with each other, I think. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows that. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um, John, can you talk a little bit about school choice and like what that looks like for the the school district and how students from Rico are already attending school in Telluride. Sure. Um, Colorado has a school of choice law. Most states have something that allows students to go to a school other than their home district, but they all work differently in terms of how the funding goes. So in Colorado, um, students are able to apply to go to another district through school of choice and there are some statutory reasons that the district can choose to not allow students to go and we may get into that a little bit in this discussion um, and but the way that it works in Colorado is the funding follows the students so um, for every RICO student who is enrolled in the Telluride School District when you when we do our October count which is what allows us to get funded for the following year um, that student is counted the same as a Telluride student for example um, anyone within district boundaries and the school gets the funding so from a Dolores County School District perspective um, if there are students who live within those district boundaries but go to school in a different district um, they don't you know they don't get the funding for the student but they also don't have to pay anything to educate the student in some other states the sending district has to actually pay the receiving district it doesn't come from the state and that can become complicated so Colorado sets it up pretty well and I think you know Telluride is um, as Sarah was saying really the closest district to Rico um, the Dolores school district itself is probably the second closest I believe so um, families could choose to send their children through school of choice to Dolores they could choose to send them to Cortez those are probably both closer than Dove Creek but Telluride is is I think by far the closest and as Sarah was saying that you know that kind of um, relationship is there between the communities as well so if students are already able to um come to from Rico able to come to Telluride school district for school through school choice Dolores County school district isn't having to pay anything to the district because of that why can't what's the benefit for having Rico join into the school district why can't we just keep the way that we've been going for the past years um I'll answer that um you know it works great until there's not enough space in say even just one class um, that was my personal experience with my children. I have two children in different grades, and uh, there was plenty of room for one child, and there was potentially not enough room in um, the grade for my other child. So that was when this came to my attention. You know, um, we lived in Telluride before we lived in Rico, and um, we started our children here because this was the school, and. Uh, carried on with that when we moved to Rico, but I asked everyone, I was concerned, you know, I thought, well, it would be crazy to move to a town with no school 
for your kids. And uh, I asked around. There's a lot of teachers that live in Rico, um, other school faculty. So I was sure to target them and say, is this ever going to be a problem? Am I ever going to have to worry about sending my children to the Telluride schools? And, you know, just offhandedly, everyone said, absolutely not. We've never had a problem before. There's always been enough space. Once Telluride has your kid enrolled, you're fine. But, you know, that was just their experience. And it's nothing personal, but it was it was a space issue. And um, so I got I got a letter in the mail that said there's possibly not enough room in um, your older son's grade. And, you know, I, I panicked, of course, because I work here in Telluride. Um, my husband works in the town of Telluride. Uh, we we were just remodeling our house over the summer and we're thinking, oh my gosh, we've made the wrong decision and uh, what are we going to do? So, um, fortunately in our case it did work out, but that's when I reached out to both the superintendents of um, Dolores County School District, who was so wonderful and helpful and talked to me the whole summer via email and I reached out to John and he said, it's probably going to be fine, but you know, you just have to wait and see how the numbers come down and we'll let you know at the end of the summer. So here I was the whole summer wondering whether what I was going to do. I didn't, you know, of course I didn't tell either of my children that this was happening because I didn't have any answers for them. You know, I had one kid that was definitely able to go back into school and one who was just on the fence for the whole summer. So that's when I started talking to people in the community and letting other parents know that this is what was happening and uh, also talking with um, the superintendents of the, both the school districts who kind of assured me that they were already having this conversation, which really was my only hope, was that it wasn't anything, it wasn't any news to them. It was already on their radar that this could possibly happen. and if there wasn't any space that that's there's nothing you can do about that being an out of district student which you know brings me to another point that it's you know the the most important part of this is for the kids to have a place to belong you know a place where they get to say this is my school and have that school pride and really um feel like they're good their good hard work is being noticed in their community and that they really belong where they're going to school. And uh, that feeling of belonging is so important for all of us in whatever circles we travel in. Um, really to have that feeling of belonging just, it, it gives you that pride and you want to do a better job and you want to really live up to the expectations that everybody is setting forth. and. To me, that's the most important thing of this <clears throat> potential annexation and detachment and uh, is to just give our kids a place to belong. Give the Rico kids a school that they belong to and uh, then they can go forward and, you know, be Telluride minors. <laughs> Yeah. Um, for listeners who are just joining us, uh, this is Off the Record. We are talking with Sarah Lyons, Madeline Tangway, and John Pandolfo about the potential detachment and annexation of the town of Rico into the Telluride School District. John, I know that you and the superintendent of the Dolores County School District, you have been having these conversations. It's not something that just popped up over the summer. From y'all's perspective, this was even kind of brought brought to folks several years ago, or maybe even a decade ago, quite a few years ago as, as a possibility, and it didn't happen at that point. Can you talk through a little bit of the history of how did we get from the, from the historical, maybe from the school district point of view, how did we get to this conversation? Sure. Um, so, you know, some level of district boundary shifts have happened over the course of history throughout the state 
as towns have grown and developed and everything else. And in the, I believe it was 1980s, the town of Egner and some of that surrounding area, which is actually in San Miguel County, but is a long ways from Norwood and a long ways from Telluride, was annexed into the Dolores County School District. You know, So that's just an example of how it can happen. I think Rico is, again, and geographically, just in a really interesting place, to put it that way, in that while they're inside the county boundaries for Dolores County, they're, you know, they definitely are more of a um, closer community to Telluride. So in 2002 and up to somewhat before 2002, a lot of the parents in Rico at that time really wanted to make this happen. And so there was an effort to make it happen. Um, and it was a positive vote within the Telluride School District boundaries, but a negative vote within the boundaries of Dolores County School District, including Rico. Um, and I, the, the belief now is at that time, a lot of people really didn't understand. They didn't understand the financing. Um, they didn't understand the impact. It just wasn't communicated that well. And so I think we believe a big job of the planning committee now is putting out the right information, you know, putting the facts out and making sure everybody gets that explanation in, in an understandable way. So um, that's kind of what brought us to where we're at. And these discussions were starting, I'll say, about the time of my um, predecessor, largely because of the closure of the RICO school back in 1718. I think it was that school year. And, um, you know, but then as those discussions were kind of happening informally, COVID hit, everything kind of came a little bit to a standstill. And I would. Um, you know, so um, Ty Gray and I, the superintendent at Dove Creek, we have been talking about it since we met almost three years ago, but I would really credit um, Sarah with, you know, bringing it to attention, going to talk to the school boards, talking to the superintendents, and, you know, helping us to say, okay, now's as good a time as any to really make this happen. Yeah. And so you are all three part of this, along with other folks as well, this planning committee. Can you just explain a little bit, you know, it's not just... Sarah going to school board meetings or whatever that might be and being like, let's do this. There's this formal committee that is partaking in a process to discuss if this should happen or if it shouldn't happen, whatever that might be. What is the planning committee? What is your job? What is your role? And, and what does that work look like? So we have met three times since January 30th. That was our first meeting. Um, the actual formation of the committee began by the Dolores County School District Board of Education submitting a resolution to the Colorado Department of Education. And shortly after that, the Telluride School District Board of Education also submitted a resolution to CDE just saying we feel that we need to form this planning committee so that we can have these important discussions. Um, so in turn, CDE asked both school districts to appoint committee members. So um, two of us were appointed by Telluride School District BOE, two of us by Dolores County, BOE, and then each accountability committee within each school district um, appointed one person. So six people total. We have John and Ty with us at the meetings um, because there are a lot of legal nuances and things that we as parents and advocates for our children need guidance on. So we've met at Rico Town Hall. Um, we've also met via Zoom once because of a snowstorm. Um, our committee member from Dolores County, she lives in Cajon actually, I think just outside of Dove Creek, but she and Ty drive to Rico. They make the trip they talk about these super important things with us 
And really, it's just been a lot of research so far and a lot of discussion. And I think what it all always comes back to is what is best for the kids of RICO. I think that's the main focus of the committee, and that's what our work is intending to do, just to um, decide what would be best for the kids of RICO. Yeah. You know, I think it's maybe is easy to see for students in RICO, especially if their parents work in Telluride, they have this um, connection to the community, they've maybe been going to the Telluride School District this whole time. Um, From a school district perspective, what's in it for the school district to have RICO join join into the Telluride School District? Like, why, why is that a potential benefit or not for the Telluride School District? You guys want me to yes, try to answer that? So, um, I, I 100% agree that first and foremost, it is about what's best for the students. And those students are our students. They've been our students. We want them to be our students. We're stuck with some of the legal constraints that we're stuck with, and this will basically remove those legal constraints. So I would say first and foremost, there's that. Um, you know, it, it it's heart-wrenching to have to send the kind of letter that, you know, I ended up sending to Sarah last summer. You know, it's not something we want to do, but we're also trying to figure out how do we make our district work and how do we make our district run. Um, so that's one piece. I would say that there's not there's not a super amount of upside downside kind of stuff from the Telluride School District standpoint. You know, Rico is a relatively small community with what's called with a relatively small what's called assessed valuation compared to the the every all the other property within the Telluride School District. So they will essentially give us some level of a little bit of an increase in our tax base, if you want to call it that. And the folks in RICO have been paying taxes for decades and decades to a district where they don't get any school benefit out of that. So I think from their standpoint, you know, there's that piece. So we can talk about the Dolores County School District after, you know, we're done with the Telluride School District. But, you know, we get a little bit more of a tax base for um, funding our school. And you know, we also pick up, and I think this could be potentially a mixed asset and liability. We would very likely, it has to be part of the organizational plan, but pick up the school building. So it's an old school building. It costs Dolores County School District money now just to keep it heated so pipes don't freeze in the wintertime, keep electricity there, everything else. Um, so again, it's it's an asset and a liability, and we have some analysis to do to say what's, you know, what do we consider the value of the asset? What do we consider the, the the value of the liability? But again, that's that's very small in the big picture of what we're talking about here. And I think, you know, my sense is from everyone, certainly the Telluride School District board members, um, the staff at the school district, the folks who we who I have spoken to about this from the town of Telluride, everybody feels like this is just it's the right thing to do you know so that that's kind of where we're coming from um from the dolores county school district standpoint again rico is a very small portion obviously their tax base is not the same as the telluride tax base down in dove creek in dolores county um so it's a little bit of a bigger factor in terms of their tax base but the numbers don't pan out to be partly by the way all of the funding works um, it doesn't pan out to to have any kind of large negative effect at all on, um, you know, Dolores County School District voters and or taxpayers. So, um, and, you know, what they do get to do is, again, let go of a building that isn't doing much for them right now. Um, and, but I think in the end, what everybody needs to consider again is um, what is this, you know, what is this for the kids? And if this were my kid, what would I want for my kid? Sarah, did you have anything you wanted to add? No, I just agree with that. You know, I, I would hope that everyone, if this could come to a vote, 
I hope that everyone can fill out their ballot and think about their own child or their own experience in school and um, do the right thing. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be all about um, politics. It can just be about doing the right thing. And the politics can fall into place. Um, so I know, John, when we've talked about this before, um, and, and Sarah, to your point, with your experience with your child, um, there's the idea of space, right? And so it's not necessarily like physical space. The school has space, but it's it can sometimes be the number of teachers and a student-to-teacher ratio or whatever that might be. And so if the, the Tellur- as it stands at the Telluride School District says, we don't have enough space for, ki- for RICO students because it might require us having to hire somebody new or whatever that might be to keep that balance of student-to-teacher ratio mm-hmm. um, where it should be. If RICO becomes part of the Telluride School District, doesn't that just kind of exacerbate that, that issue? Because then you have students that you were, the school district is required to take because they're part of the district, and then you're back in that place of the balance of student-to-teacher ratio, if that makes sense. Well, we're in that place every day anyway. You know, we have a new family move in, um, you know, so that's something we always have to deal with. I think the difference is with school of choice, the law is very clear on, you know, what are the conditions where you must accept and what are the conditions where you're not obligated to accept. And we have to weigh that. I mean, it is very hard to say, oh, okay, we've got a student from Norwood who wants to come and that puts us over the limit, but we have a student who's moving into Telluride and that puts us over the limit, but by law we have to take the student from Telluride and we can say to the student from Norwood, we don't have space for you this year. And so, you know, there are some things which are just the way the rules are set up and so we have had to make decisions to split classes hire additional teachers, do whatever else, but we get that amount of flexibility if we're talking about out-of-district out of district students. And we have a fair amount of out-of-district students. You know, there are, we're in the 20s from RICO. Um, we have um, more than that coming from Norwood. We have students coming from Ridgeway, Uray, and Montrose, for example. So I think the difference with those other communities is that Norwood, Ridgeway, Montrose, Ure, all have schools in their own communities, and Rico does not. Yeah. All right. We have a call coming in. Hi, you're live on Kodo. Uh, it's obvious this is a no-brainer. Um, and you know the legal consequences. You know, I guess going through that process is um, you know important for uh, decisions of this magnitude. Um, but just to, to raise a similar question, um, you know, it seems like RICO should become part of San Miguel County at Egnar, as with the school district, joining the Dolores uh, County School District, um, should be part of Dolores County as well. Um, I don't know if that kind of swap would maybe help sell it to the voters in Dolores County. Um, hopefully there's not too much animosity between the residents of Egnar and, and their southern neighbors. But... Uh, so um, you know, it brings that up and that uh, brings that that idea. Um, it might help just to mention it in your overall strategy uh, in Dolores County, and you know, hopefully, yeah, you know, we can find people as dedicated uh, as you all to um, uh, uh, motivated uh, as well to take this up. Um, you know, just it, it's totally absurd that Agnar is part of of San Miguel County, and likewise for the town of Rico and the town of Dunton as well. Thanks for your question. Yeah, so on that note, can you um, talk through a little bit about this, what that looks like, right? Is If RICO becomes part of the Telluride School District, does that have any impact on county lines that already exist? I think the answer to that right now is no. We are only focusing on school district at this point. Is there any any sort of um, challenges or wonkiness of a district, a school district, extending over county lines? 
Uh, not really. I mean, there's lots of districts around the state that do that. So, it, you know, it, it seems natural to utilize county lines in some cases, but I don't think there's any, you know, any huge issue, obviously, for tax collection and all that. Things have to be set up between school district finances and county clerks and all that, but, but it does happen in a lot of places. And I guess what I would say following from Madeline is that, um, like, I'm an education guy, and so... Um, school funding and district boundary lines are complicated enough. Municipalities is a whole different ballgame that I have zero familiarity with. All right. We have another call. Hi, you're live on Kodo. Hello. I was uh, calling in to ask a question on the uh, RICO annexation go uh, program. Go for it. Um. Well, I'm listening to it now, and I'm. Are you are you going to put me in queue to? Speak you to them are. Or how do you, you want to do if it? you're listening on online, there might be a slight delay, so you are actually on the air, and they can hear your question as soon as you say it. Okay, great. Um, well, this is Chris Condon. I uh, I live in Rico, and uh, I just first wanted to say thanks to uh, the two superintendents for putting the effort in here, and certainly the parent community. And I just um, I'm pretty familiar with the process, and I, I thought it was just important to go back and reinforce the point um, around uh, the financial implications and that I, I think there's a question earlier that maybe implied that um, this could extend beyond the school district annexation. I, I don't I don't think the scope of that considers that at all. And I believe that previously that maybe held up uh, some of the support from Dove Creek uh, previously. So I just I, I wanted to ask the group just to confirm the scope uh, is limited to just the school district annexation and just make sure that that information is clear to anyone who's thinking about the uh, the issue. Perfect. Thanks for your question. Yes, thank you. Again, um, no. The purpose of this committee is only to focus on potential detachment and annexation in terms of school districts. Yeah, that's clear. Um, so we've talked about um, the the committee that y'all have formed, um, engagement from the community and, and folks who are in the districts. Can you share a little bit about like nuts and bolts of if this is to kind of like, what is the process of this potentially becoming something that happens or something that doesn't in terms of going to the voters? Which voters? Who is who is making this decision when it comes down to it? Yeah, so in terms of who would be voting on this, if it does go to a ballot, there is the Dolores County group, which includes the town of Rico, and there is the Telluride School District voting group, which does not include the town of Rico. So it's... So, like, will this question go to all San Miguel County, including the West End and Norwood, or is it purely those who are in the Telluride Arwen School District, voters in that area? It would be all voters within the boundaries of the Telluride Arwen School District would would vote on one ballot measure, and then in it, wording could would very likely be identical all the voters of the Dolores County School District, including folks in Egner, as we just discussed, and including folks in Rico, would also vote. And there would have to be a majority yes in both district, um, you know, tallies in order for the detachment and annexation to go through. So you can't pass one. Telluride can't say, yes, we'll take Rico. And then Dolores County says, no, we don't want to, and then have it work out that way. Both have to like be on board at the same time. Great. Right. Perfect. And what, so what does that timeline look like? The timeline is really what we determine it to be. There's not a lot of guidance from CDE, for example, um, beyond what we've already done. For example, we were required to 
form the committee and hold our first meeting within 30 days of receiving notice from CDE. Beyond that, there's not strict guidelines. So that's sort of something that we are discussing at this time. John, is there anything to add to that? You know, there are timelines in places, but the stage that the committee is in right now has no timeline whatsoever. We could meet and plan for as long as we want. Once we come up with what is called a tentative plan, then it has to go to each school board and the commissioner. And from that point, there's a little bit of a timeline on when like a first official public meeting has to happen. Um, and then there's no timeline at all again. And then there's a timeline of when the last meeting happens and when a f the committee has to then finalize a plan, have the commissioner agree on it. And then, um, then I think it can sit again for as long as it wants before the committee would then set a vote date. So obviously November is a popular time for an election, but there's no real requirement that it has to be then. Um, so that's really part of what the committee is talking about right now. What do you envision um, recognizing that things are changing and you're kind of able to set your timeline a little bit? Does this feel like something that you're doing enough of the work, it's chugging along that you could get this for this November? Is it something that's like, no, more more likely to be November 2024 or a different date kind of outside of that? Are we, are we talking in months or years for this discussion? <laughs> I think we're hopeful that we could accomplish this as soon as possible because of kind of what we're up against. You know, the stakes are looking like um, right now everything's fine, but it would be great to just secure peace of mind for the children to have a place to go to school and uh, the sooner the better. Just to echo that, something that I've been thinking about is <clears throat> as a RICO parent, I feel that there's this underlying fear, for lack of a better word, that like, will this be the year that my child won't be able to go to school in Telluride? And as Sarah has shared, she lived that firsthand. And so I agree. I think we're all motivated. We have a lot of really fantastic support um, from each superintendent because again, I think the entire committee simply wants to do what's best for the kids of RICO. We have another call. Hi, you're live on Kodo. Hi there. Um, this is Carrie DiStefano, and I spent a couple years as the RICO town manager, and we talked about this a lot. And um, the challenge that we ran into the last time, because this has been voted upon before, was that the um, Dolores County was not willing to give up the tax dollars, which is fairly significant. And um, as John pointed out, the school funding is complicated. It's based on students, and there's a number of other things. But what I think the voters in Dolores County saw was we're going to lose when I was over there, it was upwards of $110,000 a year toward their school district, and it's probably substantially more now. So that was a real challenge. And But what was is different now is I think the school superintendent over Dove Creek is on board now. But again, the challenge is going to be convincing the voters over there. So I, you know, I think if this goes forward, and I really, really believe it should, a lot of effort should be put into educating the um, Dolores County and and just trying to overcome that, the people that are just looking at, well, RICO brings in this amount of money to our district. Yeah. Carrie, thanks for your call. 
Sure. And I could speak to that a little bit, yeah. Julia. So, um, again, educational funding in Colorado is complicated. Right now, there are some pretty favorable conditions in terms of how things have played out that the impact is not as large as it was um, when this was tried before. And one of the reasons is because there is a maximum value to which mills can go in um, the to be you know what's called fully funded in in the two school districts and so with that that means that any given um, you know voter in or taxpayer in Dolores County um, isn't going to see a level of impact on their individual taxes that they might have previously um, because they're essentially working their way up towards a maximum what's called program mills of about 18.685 and it's not going to go beyond that and the way that it works is the state funding that that provides what's called their local share the state determines of determines a formula for the Dolores County School District based on some base funding and then some factors such as their um, cost of living factor, their um, high risk factor, their, you know, some pieces like that. Um, so that's what determines that the amount of dollars per student that Dolores County will get. In addition, they've passed a mill levy override that's at a fixed three mills. So they will lose a little money on that, but the money that they will lose on that is actually less than they were paying to for gas and electricity to keep the RICO school going when the school was open. It's in, it's in the order of like 20,000, a little more than that. And so again, for them giving up that liability of the school, there's kind of some value in that. Um, so, you know, by the calculations that we've gotten support from our legal folks, our, you know, financial folks and the Department of Education, uh, Dolores County um, School District taxpayer who owns a uh, house valued at $500,000, they would see under one scenario, no significant impact annually, basically $0 change. And that would be if the plan is written such that the RICO residents continue to pay on the recently passed school bond for Dolores County, um, which RICO still ends up doing okay in that scenario. If the Dolores County taxpayers um, took on full payment of that, for someone with a half million dollar valued house, it would be a total a difference of about $25 a year or $25 increase. Those are the numbers that we have that we've kind of worked through with, with CDE at this point. So, you know, there is, there is again that 20 something thousand dollar impact of losing the tax base on the mill levy override. It's not lost on their main program mills and it doesn't have to be lost on the recently passed bond. And those are the three largest contributors that um, for the tax base. And again, the funding that the district gets is really based on the number of students and the per, per pupil value determined by the state per student. And that doesn't depend on the tax base in the same way. I know that gets a little complicated, yeah, got but it. I tried. <laughs> I tried to make it simple. No, that was that was great. Um, as a reminder to listeners, you're tuned in to Off the Record. We're talking about the potential detachment and annexation of the town of Rico into the Telluride R1 School District. We have Sarah Lyons, Madeline Tangway, and John Pandolfo with us. If you have a question or comment, please give us a call. We have about 15 minutes left. Um, our number is 970-728-4333. Um, this is maybe, I might just be like more of a me interested question than actually important in the nuance <laughs> but so where would where would the new district line go right because obviously we have the town of rico which has a, a hub of people who live there and and families but you know dotted throughout many parts of our county and our region there's a person here a house there whatever that might be so and you have to draw that line somewhere so like where does the where would the new school district boundary go if this were to pass that's a great question, Julia. We've been working on maps 
this is one of the topics that we've been exploring as a committee. And I think a big piece of what will help us determine that boundary is the RICO Fire Protection District. Um, so with all of that said, we did want to let everybody know that we are working on a website, kidsofrico.com. It will have a ton of information, including maps, including a Q&A document, including all of our packets from our meetings, etc. So just to go back to what Carrie said when she called in, we really want communication with everyone involved to be as clear as possible. We want all of the voting constituents and people who are just interested to understand clearly and concisely what we are working on. Does that answer your question? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in the sense of kind of TBD on what the map will look like. <laughs> Visit the website. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, this is a little bit outside of um, outside of the scope of, of the planning committee and also outside of the scope of who will get to vote on it. But, you know, we, we do have, John, as you mentioned, students who come from Norwood or other uh, Ridgeway communities that do have their own school schools in their communities, but, but come to the Telluride School District. If RICO were to join, like, what does that mean for those students? Do you, like, if there's Norwood parents who are like, well, we go to, we come to Telluride every day too. Like, what does this mean for our students being able to come to the school as well? There should be no change in terms of the, the situation for those, for students in those communities. Again, at any given moment, um, the law would allow us to say, you know, there's not space. And then there's some other factors besides just not being space. But that currently exists and that wouldn't change. And just the fact that there are, you know, 23 more or whatever the exact number is of RICO students who are now officially part of the school district, we could see an, an up or down of 23 in any given year. So, so it really shouldn't change anything related to that. And when, you know, we, we've kind of touched on it already, Madeline, you've talked about some of the things that um, y'all are looking at, but, and, and the research that you're doing around this issue, what are the sorts of things that, that you're looking into as, you know, the, the legal side of things or, you know, things like transportation or whatever that might be of, of getting students from RICO to Telluride? When you're sitting down and having your meetings and talking like what what is best for the students, what is best for the districts, what are the sorts of things that you're like looking at for as your data points to make those decisions? So I will just say that transportation is something that has definitely come up. I think that as we said, a lot of Telluride parents are already driving here. So we do a lot of carpooling. We do a lot of drop your child at the San Bernardo bus stop because that is the furthest bus stop south. There's also a smart bus that the town of Rico helped put into place that many kids not only from the RICO community, but as John has said, Norwood, etc., utilize that for transportation. So just to touch on that point, transportation has definitely been something that has come up for us. Again, I think a lot of the financial questions and legal nuances and things within the law that are changing, um, we're working through at each meeting. Yeah. That's, and that's one of the, that's what we're doing is we're looking for all the little things that could possibly raise red flags for voters or for parents or for school districts um, and trying to um, 
take them apart, look at all the pieces, and say, is this good for everyone? And as we're going along, the more we look into each thing, it's it seems like it's a really good fit for all of the communities involved. And I'm, I'm so happy to say that, that, you know, we haven't come up against a wall yet that looked like, oh, we can't, that's a problem we can't fix. That's, or that's too much money that's going to be lost or gained or moved around. And to me, that is um, really encouraging for our committee is that for every answer that's, every question that's come up, there's a, a great answer that definitely is a win for all the communities um, and just to speak to what Carrie DeStefano said that <clears throat> that's going to be the most important piece is really showing numbers to any voter who wants to see it that this this is not going to hurt the taxpayers of Rico it's not going to hurt the taxpayers of Telluride or the taxpayers of Dolores County School District it really is going to be a win for everyone and we have to um that is going to be our main our main job is to show everyone those facts and say this is a win for everyone and carrie's right that's people have their ideas about what they think is the truth but we have to demystify that and show them real facts and so far the facts look look really positive for all the factors we've come up with and and there might be some people questioning wait a minute how could this be a win for everybody how does that actually happen but i think the reality is it, it's kind of due to the complexities and nuances of the state how education is funded in the state um so and then the other piece i would say julia to your question is some of the things that the committee is going to have to determine Ultimately, the voters will vote on, do I approve or do I not approve this plan of organization? And there's kind of a template. We have the plan that was created in 2002, and it's a matter of dropping all the pieces in. Some of the pieces are very easy and straightforward and have already kind of been dropped into a draft, but some are, where exactly will the district boundaries be? How exactly might transportation work? Um, there's another big one, and I'm forgetting right now. Sorry about that. The Rico School, the building. Right, what exactly will happen with, you know, with the assets. Um, so, you know, though those really are, are some of the main ones. And then some of it is a lot of this information we've talked about tonight, particularly the actual mill rates and tax numbers, we, we've just really kind of dialed that in in the last week or so. So it is... Um, putting that information into the plan to have to, so that everybody gets that communication. Obviously, the the three of you are in support of this moving forward. And, and Sarah, you've just spoken that a lot of the things that maybe would be hiccups or things that you're bumping, you could bump up against, have been able to be kind of dissuade or said, you know, like that's not as huge of a big, as huge of a deal as, as maybe um, one might think. Have you heard from folks who say, you know, they see the facts, they see the the numbers, and still are like, no, we don't think this is a good idea. Have you gotten any pushback um, from folks who are who are not against or who are not in support of this? Honestly, I think, at least in my experience in Rico and Telluride specifically, once I start to explain as clearly as I can. Um, what we're working on, it's at least encouraging voters to really think about it. Um, I can't think of anyone that I've come across who is flat out against it. I think people have questions. And again, that's what our committee is here to do, to answer those questions. And I can say that I've talked to some people in the Dolores County School District. Also, I've been to um, some of their board meetings, and they are, you know, just like us, just people with children, with uh, homes, and they pay their bills. And when they see that it's about just a little kid needing a place to go to school and needing to belong to his community of school... They're in support of it. I've, I've talked to numerous people that say, 
yeah, that totally makes sense. And that's encouraging to me, especially um, with all the things that I've heard about the rivalry between Rico and Dove Creek or all those things. Just when it comes down to real people thinking about what it would really be like to be in that same scenario, people can put themselves in that position. They usually say, wow, that really makes sense. So we haven't come up against a lot of people who honestly think it's not. A good idea. We are actively running ag- running up against our hour, which always always comes very quickly. Um, Madeline, you already mentioned the website, but can you reiterate that? And then also for anybody who is listening to this or is a parent in Rico or a parent in Telluride, whoever it might be, and is like interested, really jazzed about this idea now, or or has comments in in another direction, um, how can people get involved or or share their thoughts and feelings about this? Yeah, so again, our website is kidsofrico.com, and the committee can be reached by email at kidsofrico at gmail.com. Perfect. And you have your, your meetings that you hold as a committee are all open to the public as well, yeah? Correct. Our next meeting is tentatively scheduled for April 20th. That's a Thursday at 5 p.m. in Rico. You know, before we close out, I would love to hear from from any of you that that you would like to share either final thoughts or just, you know, kind of like one last sales pitch or whatever (laughs) that might be as to why um, this is something that, that you're passionate about that you think is important for voters to to get involved with to learn about and and to to think about as um, we talk about the town of rico potentially becoming part of the the r1 school district i think again securing education for the kids of rico is of the utmost importance and that's why the committee has been formed and again it's just what is best for the kids um, I second that completely, and um, you know, I would definitely go to the website. There's a lot of great information there. There's a lot of numbers you can look at, um, a lot of uh, just cold hard facts that really make you feel good about this being a win for all three of the communities that we're talking about. Because you know, I think that's important too for it to just. That's what our whole committee is about, is making sure that this makes sense. It is the best option um, for all the communities involved and especially for the children that live in Rico. So um, go to that website and ask any questions you might have um, at the email address because we'd love to know what else other people are thinking about. We have a last minute question that we're going to try and hop on the air. Oh, maybe not. All right. Caller, if you really want to get that question in, we have two minutes left. So <laughs> um, it gives a call. John, if you have anything you want to Well, share. I guess I would just say, um, you know, Southwest Colorado, you know, it's just an amazing place. It's an amazing place to live. I've been here three years. It's so diverse. Um, there's so much to it. And it also has challenges. I mean, we have huge areas, um, long ways to travel. And so, you know, when people thought about forming school districts, whenever that happened, and I haven't really researched the history that much, um, it's just kind of crazy how how far away some places can be and again um in terms of boundaries of school districts to get from you know uh, rico to um dove creek which is in both in dolores county you have to drive through another county unless you got a really good vehicle or or you know something that can travel in the air so it, it really, it's kind of nonsensical that there's a belief that it makes sense for RICO to be part of that school district. And, you know, they, there's probably a lot of other places that I'm not aware of that have that similar situation, and maybe some places have done something about it. But, you know, it, it just, it's, you know, there's, it feels so natural for RICO to just be part of the Telluride School District that, as our first caller said, 
you know, that's it. That's it's a no brainer. You know, it should be a no brainer. So hopefully that's where we get to. And our job is to make sure um, that everybody understands that and has all the correct information to make the right decision. Yeah. Um, Koto listeners, you have been tuned in to Off the Record. That is all the time we have for this evening. We've been talking with John Pandolfo, Madeline Tangway, and Sarah Lyons with the RICO School Organizational Planning Committee <laughs> talking about uh, the possibility of bringing the town of Rico into the Telluride R1 School District. Um, thank you to all of our listeners, those of you who called in. We really appreciate your input. Um, we will actually not be back next week fitting because we're talking about schools, but we are also scaling back the news for the two weeks of spring break. So we're going to go down to Monday, Wednesday, Friday for news just for the two weeks of spring break and then we'll be back on April... 17th with our full newscasts, April 18th with our next Off the Record. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you all for being here this evening. Thank you, Julia. Thank you, Julia. Thank you. And we'll be back with more news tomorrow. You're listening to KOTO Telluride. Thanks for listening to Off the Record. Opinions expressed on this show are those of our guests. Join us again next week for another installment. And in the meantime, drop us a line at news at koto.org with feedback and ideas. Oh, you